Today, we're going to take a look at how much money is flowing into the cannabis industry, uh, both businesses getting loans or investments or being acquired or getting merged, acquisitions, all that stuff. This is coming from Viridian Capital Advisors. So let's dive right into it. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. All right, so starting off with capital raises in terms of transactions activity, there was one less capital raise in 4.7 million lower uh, volume this week than in the prior week. So compared to the same week uh, last year, there was 10 fewer transactions closed with 94 million lower volume. So the average deal size has been 6 million this week versus 8 million in the same week last year. So although transaction activities remain low, there's less than 42 million in total capital raise. Having said that, 2021 is still leading to be the most capital raise for the first 16 weeks in cannabis history. Some of the stocks that Viridian Capital tracks was up 1% this last week, and it's up uh, since mid-March, uh, as is our cannabis equity fund that we have automated algorithmic trading on or you know, day trading robots uh, up 89% in January alone, 92% last year. So I think all pot stocks are pretty much on hold this year. We are starting to see some potential opportunities, but nonetheless, uh, not a whole lot since uh, the beginning of the year and post-election. So let's take a look at the largest equity raise that happened right after 420 with STEM Holdings, their vertically integrated cannabis company with cultivation and processing, uh, distribution, all of that good stuff. So it uh, looks like they closed an $8.26 million remarketed public offering. So STEM sold these uh, shares at almost a 20% discount to the pre-announcement levels. Uh, and the sale implies that there's a market cap of almost $100 million. So Viridian Capital ranks uh, STEM as the sixth strongest credit out of the 23 U.S. cultivation retail companies. Uh, looks like they're trying to sell 18 million units at $0.44 cents per unit. So the second largest equity raise happened right before 420 with cannabis financing company Bespoke announcing it closed an $8 million Series A round. So Snoop Dogg's Casa Verde Capital and Sweat Equity Ventures, which is backed by the LinkedIn founder, Reed Hoffman, they led the investors accompanied by Series Group and Greenhouse Capital and Double Line Capital. So of the public company listings, all four are that raised capital last week were listed in, the, in Canada, two on the Canadian Stock Exchange, two on the Toronto Stock Exchange, and three out of the four were also listed on the OTC or over the counter market, uh, probably a penny stock. So in terms of equity versus debt capital raise, we can see equity-based capital accounted for four of the week's six capital raises and accounted for 51.7% of capital raised. So for the largest debt raise on 420, that's back to CanTrust. They announced that it secured a dip loan for up to $18.2 million from Cortland Credit Lending Corporation. That's subject to the Ontario Superior Court, and that financing is going to go towards working capital. Not necessarily a good sign. In terms of capital raised by sector, of the seven companies that raised capital last week, three came from cultivation and retail, two came from biotech and pharma, and one came from software, media, biotech, and investment M&A. Moving on to mergers and acquisitions for transactional activity, there were seven mergers uh, that were completed last week compared to zero 
uh, for the same period last year. So Verdian is tracking 92 transactions year to date in 2021 compared to 25 in the same period last year. Public companies were the buyers in 82% of 2021's deals compared to 88% last year. The largest M&A transaction happened right after 420 with Gabby. They're a California-based cannabis consumer product company announcing it closed a previously announced merger with Miramar Profession Service, which operates a, uh, a dispensary, one of the oldest licensed dispensaries in California, considered a $36.5 million, not too shabby. Total consideration represents 1.22x of their revenues and 6.9x of their EBITDA. So one of the more interesting deals for M&A transactions happened right after 420 with uh, InterCure, uh, ticker symbol INCR. So they're an Israeli-based company uh, that's completed an acquisition of subversive acquisitions in a SPAC, which is not too unusual to hear about, but still unusual to kind of see it follow through. So unlike most SPAC acquisitions, in this deal, this SPAC is being acquired. And then again, unlike most de-SPACing transactions, the counterparty to the SPAC was already a public company. So this um, is going to be interesting how it works out. So when you peel back a couple layers, it looks like Intercure is essentially completing a financing transaction that's disguised as an acquisition. They issued shares and warrants worth $211 million, but what they got was a shell company that had $193 million in cash in return. So they paid almost $19 million for an immediate listing to the Toronto Stock Exchange with a future uplisting to NASDAQ. So considering the amount of discount they might have been required to push that kind of size of financing into the market, it doesn't sound like a bad deal. Former subversive shareholders will end up owning less than 50% and Intercure will have $193 million in cash to continue its rapid growth. Sounds very creative and accretive, so we'll see how it rolls out. Moving on to public versus private, six of the seven acquisitions were made by public companies. And in terms of uh, mergers and acquisitions by sector, two of the buyers came from the infused product and extract sector, two came from real estate, two came from investment M&A, and one came from cultivation and retail. So it looks like investors are getting a little bit picky, although mergers and acquisitions seems like uh, some of the volume might be um, coming down a little bit. They're being more picky. Um, still plenty of uh, dollars on the sidelines waiting to jump into the industry. It's just a matter of time before some of those uh, opportunities come to fruition. So I have no doubt that this will continue to be the year for mergers and acquisitions as we move farther into the year that the pain will be felt of not having strategic partners and ability to scale or expand. Uh, and so you'll start to see more capitulation or forced consolidation as the year rolls on. So we'll continue to report this at least monthly, come back to the Talking Hedge and find out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.